Welcome to the fucking show. I don't want a lot for Christmas. Gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of Only Bruins. I am one half of your host today, Downtown Boothie, and this episode is brought to you by the one and only Primetime Productions. Go check them out at Primetime Prods. Primetime Prods underscore, I think. I'm forgetting everything. I usually have it right in front of me, but fuck it. Go check them out. You understand it. This episode isn't about me. It's about the fucking birthday boy, Big Dick Brett in the house. What's going on, baby? What up? What up, fella? Just chilling, having a good birthday so far. Drinking some brewskis. Going to watch the Bruins later. Can't get better than this, baby. baby. The only way it could have got better if I was able to come to Boston, but alas, we'll 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 figure that out soon. We'll figure that out soon. I'm kind of glad I'm not. I'm kind of glad I'm not at the game tonight, for obvious reasons. I wish I was. <laughs> I wish I was for obvious reasons. No, uh, it would have been a nice little ghetto. I think the. Oh yeah, they got the they got the Yotes at home Saturday too. We could have yeah. made it a weekend better. Well, I'm, still slowly, still slowly recovering from that weekend. Fuck, holy shit! Uh, you take today off? No, it was like a halfy. Little it was like a halfy. Yeah, oh, like half. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Like, I fucking see myself. This goddamn <laughs> the virtual background's taking. I know. Me. I'm gonna take this fucker off. That's what I, I did it too, to. dude. Because it was fucking my shit up. So I was like, I you need a you need a green screen for it to work pretty good. Yeah, I just it sucks. I don't, even... I don't know what they did. They updated their stuff. Something happened. Yeah. I don't even know how to take it off. So funny. Like... People have no idea what we're talking about because we don't put up video parts. <laughs> <I> <laughs> I just keep popping in and out. Um, yeah. But hell yeah, any any good plans for uh, the B day or just kind of chilling? Well, I move like people can't see, but I'm in my new podcast studio right now. I look like I'm in a fucking log cabin. Fuck I'm yeah! Planning on starting my cult here, dude. That's what it looks like. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I, I I moved successfully. I'm back in. Well, actually, I'm in Thorndale, not in London anymore. Relocated. Just like 20 minutes out of London, no big deal. But moving moving went pretty well. Still unpacking shit. I gotta paint my room because it's like red Sox green, like their their St. Patrick's Day uh uni yeah, screen. That, that was a tough color too. Uh, yeah, see. it's a little aggressive. So gotta paint the room this weekend, do some unpacking. Probably just gonna drop some shrooms. Put in some zinners and just get fucked up. I, we we got chell on Friday. We should probably stream that, eh? Yeah, that's. I'm gonna 
I'm maybe I'll bring one. maybe I'll bring my laptop up into my room. I'll so stream it. If, if if someone can figure it out, I can set it up. But I just I can don't. I can figure it out for you from here. But it's just gonna be like a little bit of a process because I yeah, I looked but- on how to do it. You just have to down. You have to use Streamlab opposed to Twitch, like we were. But it still goes yeah, through Twitch. But it's that, a little bit of a process. Those dumb fucks, Mel and Sully, who have fucking PlayStations that ruin it for for all of us. But no, we'll we'll have to figure it out because I plan on getting cocked Friday night. Oh yeah, and eating Chinese food. All the goons. It's been I've I've had it because because the lady's away this week, and so I've had it in my head. Like, oh, we're gonna like, play so much chill. Oh yeah. Oh man. You just asked me what I'm doing for my weekend. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> just gonna get loaded and uh play chill and eat Chinese food. Hell yeah, baby. That's the fucking life, baby. I but... might check out this bar in town. It's a little town, dude. Like where we don't have like a legit grocery store. It's like it's called Sassy's and it's it's like Sassy. it's a legit grocery store, but like Small town living grocery store, so it's kind of dope. Little a couple bars in town, some pizza places. So I might go check those, some stuff. Those, out. those make for the best bars. Oh yeah, dude, we got pizza from the Sassy's uh, grocery store. Best I pizza, like that name too. Be- best pizza I've ever had. They got fucking home cooked or homemade brownies. Like fuck, man, I'm gonna get fat living here. <laughs> I mean, you could use a few extra pounds. Holy shit, you weigh as much as my left fucking nut. Yeah, <laughs> I remember when I jumped in your arms for the first time. You're like, <laughs> you didn't say anything. And then the next night, you're like, dude, when you jumped in my arms, I was like, holy shit, this kid's a child. <laughs> I thought I was going to crush you. Holy fuck. <laughs> what? Imagine me Speak- jumping into Davis's arms, dude. <laughs> I, like, speaking flew of crushing, though. <laughs> but speaking of crushing. The Bruins have been doing some crushing their own, baby. Oh, yeah, and, uh, they're back. They're back. Since it's, it's, I mean, we weren't panicking. A lot of you folks were, but uh, my, my chicken, Bruins, my chicken little fans, love you guys. <laughs> the Bruins have done a complete 180 basically since we last recorded. Is it a OB bump? Some will say. I don't know, mm-hmm. but uh, they've they've won three straight since then. They played tonight right before or uh, right after we record. Obviously, you guys are listening bright and early Friday morning. Not a big deal, mm. but it's uh, man, I'll tell you that that Thursday game against San Jose was a doozy. Not much to talk about that. It was just, you know, nice little shutout for Swayman. I bet uh, final score, like the exact score to be three to one. It was so close. Swayman fucked me, but fucked me in the best way. Possible with get with getting a big goose egg, and uh, man, I, I the two games I really do want to talk about are the weekend games, man. Holy mm-hmm. shit! Yeah, game, I know, I know you Wait. were kind of like out and watching on your phone Saturday, but man, but that but game, but, but still, o, o captain, my captain, right? You know, Fuck like right. still, <laughs> it, no, even I was watching on my phone, I'm like. In the car coming back to London, just yelling at the top of my lungs. My mom was like, "Are you okay?" I'm like, "Yeah, we're beating your Leafs, mom." But uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was good. For a fucking great game Saturday. That was a playoff game. That was a playoff game. Oh like, yeah, the, dude. The, kudos to fucking like the. 
I wish Matthews was on another team because I would like him. You know what I mean? Like he's such yeah, a, I, he's no, such a, like, yeah. I don't know what it it's is so about good. him. Yeah, it's like it's so hard to hate him for some reason. And that goal he scored was so perfect. Like I'm that's the one thing I'm sick of with these Bruins. Like if we want to talk negatively about them, you got to close games out like that. You know what I mean? Like it, it Oh it, yeah. The, that, the la- this last minute bullshit. Part. Yeah, like it's carried over from last year somehow. Like that was yeah, we won a lot of games in overtime and shootout last year, but it was still our kryptonite, like, the last couple minutes. You saw it in Florida, the game seven. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, like, the, that's probably been the most frustrating thing with the Bruins this year, and it's kind of something that we all shouldn't really be surprised about is the closing <laughs> out of games because of what's in front of the attendees and what you're working with in your own zone, because for so many years you've been accustomed to having Bergeron Marsh in and throw whoever else out there. Right. You've, you, you've had Chara. I mean, don't get me wrong. The D's doing just fine for the most part. I mean, Carlo's been a fucking stud. McAvoy's mm-hmm. been a stud. Lindholm's getting better every game. Like mm-hmm. he might not be producing like he was last year, but I, and I get it. He's had some pretty bad turnovers throughout the season and as a recently too, but he's, I mean, he's been solid for you back there. Say what you want about him, but he's been solid enough for you back there. Obviously, you want to see great defensively, great like elite, elite defensively. Trying a little too much offensively. So this is where you wish that they got him at six times six rather than six point five. I know it doesn't make that much of a difference, but like uh, with a team like the Bruins and the cap strap season we had this year. That 500k helps. <laughs> no, it, you know no, what I mean. It and, definitely does. And and like we said before, I don't think Lindholm's the 50 point guy he was last year. Like I think he's no, a 35. No. Like he's like a slaven. 35 points, elite defensively. See, like I I I look at him, even though he's like really never had a season. Like I think last year's statistically, holy shit, Boosie was one of his best seasons, right? Mm-hmm. I I I have to go back. I, think and look. So. I mean, yeah, well, he's got seven points on the season so far. Like he he hasn't. He started off bad too. The thing is, like that's last, that's yeah. The last thing. year, fifty three points, ten goals, forty three assists. That is unworldly for him because the closest he got to that was the second season in 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 Anaheim, thirty four points. He's put up ten goals before. Um, See, I think he's that guy. Second season Anaheim guy. 30 points plus 30. You know what See, I mean? Like I, he's, I he's that team, guy. I think on this team, he's capable of being a 40 point guy. Uh, I just think I need him to stop trying a little too much. Uh, yeah. But he, he, he's been fine though. I mean, he, he's taken some bad. I, I think more so this year than like, he's had some bad stick infractions. Like he's been struggling a little bit there. He already has 32 penalty minutes too, which certainly doesn't help him. Uh, obviously last year was his career high with 56, but like he doesn't have any fighting majors or anything, but it's his usually, I mean, we're 20, he's played 24 games so far this season. He already has 32 penalty minutes. Uh, that's a guy that you usually have on your PK as well. Wait, Lindholm has 35 penalty minutes. He has 32 so far. Jesus. McAvoy has 33 too. Eh? I know well, it's the McAvoy 10 of it. Get a misconduct. Yeah. 10 of it, 10 of it is a misconduct, but still yeah. that's, to your top two defensemen. I we keep beating this horse. Brandon Carlo has been your most 
what's what's it called? Reliable. Like, what's the word I'm looking for here? He's been your best defenseman all year long. Like, I aver- if you average no. everything out, but I, I don't. You're not looking for points from Brandon Carlo, right? And it's just like I just think no. he's been your most reliable guy this whole season. And I'm not saying I'm not saying that to take. Like anything away from Lindholm or McAvoy, but like McAvoy did get suspended and Lindholm has had a rough start to the beginning of the season. And I just, I don't think you've seen as much hate online for Brandon Carlo this season, which is finally warrant. Like finally we're getting there. Cause he makes 4.1 million when he could easily be making 5.5. No, absolutely. Because I mean, the contract he's on is an absolute steal. He's been your work workhorse back there for majority of the season. I get it. You have McAvoy, but he's getting paid for doing exactly what you expect him to do. But what the production you're getting out of Carlo back there, and, and especially these penalty kills in these tight games, is something that it's hard to replace. I mean, you see a team like Toronto, all the skill in the world, but they're having a tough time finding their Carlo. I mean, there's yeah, so shout many- out Risto Ristolainen. I hope yeah. they fucking trade for him, man. Yeah, oh have fun God. with that shit bag. <laughs> <laughs> that it's like, like he, he looks, yeah, like he looks good defensively this year. Well, yeah, maybe he's found a defensive coach that helps him. Like we know that Toronto doesn't play defense. Like you know what I mean? Like it's di- different mm-hmm. systems for different players change. Like you looked Orlov. He had a horrible season in Washington last year. Came into our high flying defensive uh, or offensive defense, and he fucking thrived. Yeah, and now and you like, can see he's struggling over there. And uh, exactly. And another thing to go on Carlo too. I fucking hate saying this. And shout out Forbert. Forbert, um, uh, penalty kill number one in the league, eighty nine percent. That's fucking insane. Eighty nine percent, like. And this isn't just one year, like year over year after year. This is what the Bruins are doing. So it goes to this coaching staff and guys like Brandon Carlo. You, you could even look at Chucky and um, Lindholm on that second pair um, defending. They've really they've done really well this year, I think, compared to last year. Like, I think when we let up power play goals last year, I could be wrong about this. The hockey nerds will come at me. But I feel like Carlo, or sorry, McAvoy and Lindholm were on the ice more than Carlo and Forber when we were getting scored on, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that, that makes sense. Um, sorry. I was looking up stats as you were going off on that too, but yeah, I just, uh, Carlo's a guy you can't replace. Uh, the Carlo hate has started to slowly slow down and stop. Mm-hmm. Um, I get it. He can be a frustrating player at times, but real quick, I want to ask you this. So now that, because everyone said that Carlo's the worst contract on the team, right? And w- me and you have never like agreed with that. We've always thought he's his he's very valued for what he does. And then you could look at okay, maybe Coyle's a little overpaid, but the way he's producing this year, he's definitely not overpaid. Do the Bruins have a bad contract? Oh, do the Bruins have a bad contract? Um, I think if you were to ask some people. People would say uh, Lindholm right now, but the, mm-hmm. those are people who are just looking for his offensive numbers to take a little bit of a jump. So that's a little bit 
silly on their end, but but within like contract, fuck, uh, within like 500k to a million, is there really like a like you look at some teams, like you even look at let's go back to Leafs or Samsonov. Samsonov's playing as a one million dollar goalie right now, and he makes like 4.5. You know what I mean? Like that's a bad contract right now. You look at Edmonton, Jack Campbell's in the minors. That's a bad contract right now. Oh yeah, you know what I I mean. Gun gun to the head, like you had to pick the worst contract on the team right now. Like if you had to pick, granted, I don't think there are any ones, but I, I think you'd have to go with Forbert probably. Like Yeah. Just know? because like he doesn't do anything but penalty kill. And you know what's crazy to me about Forbert? I wanna like him, right? But the thing that ties me up is why can't he defend in five on five like he does on the penalty kill? Like what changes? I, I I honestly think it's like a whole mentality thing for him. Like he's trying I, to move I, the puck too much type thing. Like he's trying to be offensive. Like Monty. Well, when, when it's five on five, you're pro- you're probably moving honestly a little bit more than you are on a pe- on a penalty kill, yeah, right? He's because, not the flightest of foot. Yeah, like you you kind of know your role on the PK block shots. Kind of just stay right there, block these lanes, mm-hmm. and it's um, a big body. Yeah, try to limit anything on one side. Well, five not, on five, you got to worry about the breakout. You have to worry about retrieving the puck in your own zone. When he's not PK, good moving it D to D behind the net or no, or out front, like he just pizzas all day. Yeah, he he's just strictly a def- like he's as defensive as a defenseman as you can get. I mean, Carlo's the next best thing. He's like to a Darian him, but... Hatcher, just not as fast. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like those no, Devils yeah. guys from back in the day. Like he, he makes he makes Carlo look like a two way defenseman. Yeah, yes, yes. And so the reason why I wanted to bring this up is because, like, obviously he was put on LTIR today, and I'm pretty sure it was our last podcast of the one before that. I mentioned that in Behind the B, Monty said that, or the one, it might have been the podcast I was in Boston, on the Behind the B in LA, he talked about how Forbert's been playing on one leg. Yeah. And it's like what and now he's on LTIR. Like what, what I think that that's what I that's the first thing that came to my head were conversations that we had on previous podcasts. Mm-hmm. Is that I, I think it's something lingering all the way back to last season because you remember when he came from back from that injury. Or, yeah, sorry, before <laughs> the playoffs. Yeah. He was yeah. actually playing really well last year and then he came back and it looked like he was moving in first gear. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, that foot, right? Was it a foot or an ankle or something? I think it was foot. Yeah. I want to he say, broke I want his to foot or fractured yeah. foot or something like and yeah, that's the like, thing with fractures something. man you'd rather just break it like well, fractures will linger yeah but technically a fracture is a little bit of a break yeah but you want it <laughs> that they can put it back together and it's stronger if it breaks that's what i was told with my wrist because like i fractured it in a couple spots but also broke it so they just well, I, I, snapped really the whole depends. wrist and reset it it really depends where in the foot too, though. That's that's the thing. Oh, God. Like, just thinking know. about like like my knee injury and like it's finally better and like just how these how hard these players play. Like I was watching that Carolina Edmonton game last night and they were talking about how Svechnikov still isn't like really right since his ACL injury last year. And they showed the injury and he literally just hit a rut in the ice and like kind of like swiveled and then it, it's over. You know what I mean? Like it, your your ACLs just snapped. It's gone. Like, and you have to rehab it. Like we saw with Zaboral, potentially ended his career. Yeah, I know. And I mean, it's so weird. 
who knows if Zabora will ever because he was on the way of being a regular NHLer, and now I wouldn't you don't be know shocked. what he's going to be. I wouldn't be shocked in his thirties if he turns it around, like like Gosto Spare kind of. He reminds me of him a little bit. Uh, Shane Gosto Spare. He's used to playing yeah, in Arizona, he, and now he plays in Detroit. He has he has more like. He is uh, well. Gostaspear has more offensive upside than Zaboro does, but again, he hasn't really gotten many chances to really show that, though. Mm. I guess I kind of just mean play style and skating. Like they remind me of the same player for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> but no, go go going back to that game though. That Saturday night game against the Toronto. Maple oh League. yeah, yeah. We yeah, yeah we just went on a tangent. Yeah, I know it's it, that. That tends to that's the trend with us, basically. That's, yeah. that's well, that welcome to only brooms. <laughs> <laughs> Birthday but, you know, edition. Um, <laughs> I, I'm I wasn't gonna drink tonight, but I'm like, it's it's my boy's oh, birthday. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting delete, delete some dad sodas, but no, um, what a fucking game that was. I mean, oh yeah, I, I'm trying to uh. I'm trying to think back to because I uh, at this point, I mean, Saturday, just I, I was pretty in one Saturday, too. But it just it, it feels like uh, it feels like forever ago, especially considering the Bruins had such a long layoff. But that game, man, they like you said earlier, like that was such a playoff game feel. And that was I feel like that was so needed and necessary. Like Thursday night against the Sharks was a little bit of a tune up uh, kind of get back on the winning ways yeah get back on track the the san jose barracuda yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) plus hurdle (laughs) oh yeah hurdle did play that game dude he got Uh, a hattie the other night against the islanders in the third and fucking tied the game up and then they won in a fucking overtime i was watching the game i was like the islanders are so shit (laughs) fucking hilarious the team uh, that prides themselves on defense and goaltending, but oh, that's insane. Bruins in Toronto, man. It all started off um, pasta uh, just over the ten minute mark um, with a fucking snipe. I'm sure that's one Samsonov wants to have back. I think oh. he started right. Oh uh, no, it's Wall. Oh the, Wall, the, that's the, right. The goalie the Leafs picked before Swayman. <laughs> what fucking idiot. <laughs> he, he like he played okay that night though. My, I like, like that wall kid. I'm not gonna lie. Like he, he's like not him. terrible. Like no, he's certainly no Swayman, but he's not terrible. But no, Pasta picked that corner perfectly. Obviously, that's one that Wall want probably wants to have back. But mm-hmm. what a fucking that was just a goal. Even a couple of the there. marshy ones, dude. Like the couple of the marshy ones, I was like, see, well, that only thing- had one. In the I think Toronto you're thinking of Thursday night, yeah. Marshy just that? had one goal. Oh yeah, you got the hat trick against San Jose, right? No, against Columbus. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Dude, I was moving all weekend. The games are just no. I, I know together. it's all <laughs> with this big of a gap. It's kind of all a blur. But yeah, no, Shannon Kirk right. had that nice, nice little goal to uh, make it two nothing. A uh, nice little pass from Pasenak for mm. that uh, goal. Yes. And then... that was old school Shaddy. That was fucking Tampa Bay shoddy right there. Yeah, yeah. You no, know? That was like that got you horned up because it's like, okay, like and that was his first goal of the season too, which is kind of wild to think about. But he's obviously becoming more of a stay at home defenseman as he gets older. But mm-hmm. that was such a silky goal, man. And um I mean, oh yeah. What, and what more the, can you say about it? Are, are you uh, to pause on shoddy real quick? Are you kind of getting a vibe he's taken 
um, these, I, I, I really do think that they're like, like I made a tweet about Patra and I was like, they're just like, they're not playing him in third periods of tight games. Like this has got to be just like them limiting his minutes to get it. Like, you know, keep him going for the season. And then I didn't even know, but I guess Monty said that that's what they're doing. And you figure they're doing it with Shattenkirk. You saw it with JVR the one night they not benched him, but it was on that back to back. They they sat him for the night, which is understandable. Do you think Shattenkirk though, and the type of guy he is, is kind of taking it to heart a little bit that uh, Mitchell's playing games that he thinks he should be? Do you know what I mean? Like I yeah, feel like when I, I game, can he he has more a little more jump to his game. I, I can I can see the frustration there. Uh, especially because, like, you were brought in for that role, right? Yeah, and I can, and he's a veteran. He's won a Stanley Cup, like he's done it all. And mm-hmm. I can, I can see the frustration there, especially with playing a guy who doesn't even deserve to be playing in the oh. NHL, or at least with the Boston. They Bruins need to right replace now. him as a seven. Like you need another Mitchell. right handed shot, yeah, yeah, somewhere. Yeah. Like there's yeah, got to be yeah. some better option. There's got to, there's got to be one guy out there, yeah, <laughs> right handed shot. Um, but no, it, it, and I'm sure he was frustrated, and I, I don't blame him. And he, it kind of lit a fire under his ass. But I think also, I don't think it's anything personal. I just or based off his play by any means. Mm-hmm. I think it's more so even though he did have a terrible turnover uh, for them to tie up the game. But I think it's more so from Monty learning his lesson from last year with basically, I mean, he didn't play Zaboral for fucking seven years and then Zaboral is rusty. So I think it's just learning from that. I can't believe, I still can't believe Zaboral played as many games as Allmark lost. Dude, it's freaking wild. It's fucking wild. And I swear he played less. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. Like seven seems too high, but anyways, he's kind of out of the equation at this point. But yeah, I don't know. I was just curious on your thoughts about that because I just feel like Shaddy's had a little more jump to his game lately, and it's it's nice to see out of a what thirty four year old vet, you know? Yeah, no, it, it is because it's you were kind of waiting for this Shat and Kirk to kind of pop off, right? And mm-hmm. um, he built some momentum, like it, it, he built some confidence. He's been he's been looking better, I would say, every game. Um because he did start off kind of slow with this season, right? Like I Yeah. Him and Lindholm. Uh, like it was just weird. Yeah. Yeah. That's... And it's funny because remember at the beginning of the year, me and you were like, Shattenkirk's probably gonna be the best sign in the offseason. Like, fuck. So and then it ended up being JVR. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I just didn't know JVR's knee history, you know, like, but that's again, it goes again to the Bruins organization and their medical staff and, you know, like the analytic team and just, just everything that they, the back or the front office does for this organization. Well, that's the thing too. I was like, I've been kind of, I was, I was on that Shattenkirk to the Bruins train for a little bit before you even came. It was before the season even ended. I'm like, we need a guy like Shattenkirk. Like, mm-hmm. he's a perfect fit. And then, obviously, he signs with the Bruins for a very good deal. I feel like I have the biggest balls in the world right now. <laughs> basically calling that six months in advance. Then Shout out to Sullivan. Like yeah. <laughs> then it no, comes I- out like that. It's like, oh, yikes. 
I know. And, but see, that's the thing that people like, even me and you as podcasters, and like, we love this team. We're fucking like hyperbolic on this team. Like, it, you're seeing, like, even McDavid, like, you're seeing it with a lot. Like, I guess McDavid, David's a different story because he's just a fucking freak. But these <laughs> older guys take a little bit to get going. You know what I mean? Like, they've got yeah. families. They may or may not train like they used to in the offseason. They might want to have a couple wobbly pops or a couple more wobbly pops than they normally do when they were 29 fucking 28. Right. So I'm, I wasn't as worried with Shattenkirk, but like you said, it, it's, it's great to see like that Toronto game was old school Shattenkirk, even the turnover he used to have those in Tampa. You know what I mean? Like that was old school Shattenkirk game right there. But I, him, him in Tampa, him in Tampa was kind of like, uh, well, he's, I felt like in Tampa he was, cause wasn't he on the Rangers beforehand? Yeah, but he won the cup with Tampa, I think. Oh he? yeah, yeah, but he he wasn't yeah. like the guy. He w- in Tampa. Yeah, he was like the no, no, no. defenseman, I think. Yeah, dude, their third pairing was McDonough and Shattenkirk. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking like it, it should have been their top. They had a top. They had a top six of top four. You know what I mean? Like they're all top four defensemen. That's how they won yeah, those cups. Like that's friggin', that's that's ridiculous. But that's the it's the model now, right? Like you see it with fucking Florida, you see it with us, like all these teams. Like you need four top four guys and two guys that are fringe top four guys to even make it to the play, like to even make it to the like the Stanley Cup Finals at this point. And, and I think on the back end, you kind of have a little bit more leadership than you mm-hmm. did last year uh not, not taking away from like birds run or anything but i mean like the defense the decor like veteran leadership that you were kind of missing because i mean who was it who was it last year like lynn home the veteran back there right like yeah i guess chucky crybaby charlie <laughs> but like, like McAvoy was like still a little bit too young for that. Like, he still is. You know what I mean? Like still, he still yeah. is. Like, so and, like to have a veteran guy who's kind of mm-hmm. done it all before to have oh, him back. It was there. Clifton. I figured it out. It was Clifton. Clifton was your veteran back there. I'm just kidding. God no! Fucking don't trigger <laughs> me like that. <laughs> you I'm fucking like, oh, piece of shit. Yeah, we get to see Cliffy hockey tonight. Dude. I know. That's why I brought him up. <laughs> Thank God he's fucking gone i can't wait till he's on the ice for five of seven goals tonight everyone was like yeah everyone was like talking about oh yeah we get to see cliffy hockey tonight like we miss him blah blah, blah. i'm like and i tweeted out i'm like yeah i can't wait till he gives us like two or three pizzas and yeah toss, toss the, some goals dude and- the last game he was on for five of seven goals and the one that steen scored he literally just stood there and screened the goalie <laughs> I, I gotta go look at his stats now for the season because obviously, Dude, I have I, not. Sabres, man, what's going on with him too? But oh, this is where this is where I need to come on. If if fucking Davis is listening, this is where I need to come on, so, drop the mitts, and talk some like NHL and just shit on the NHL. Because I've been watching a lot of hockey this year, and Oilers are back. And what the fuck happened to Buffalo, man? Like it's Buffalo. so weird. Because I had Buffalo. They don't have goaltending. I know. And or they, Levi, they really no, Levi's, he's having the same problem Swayman have. It's a, sl- it's a sophomore slump. It happens to a lot of – Cousins is having the same problem right now. He can't put the fucking puck in the net. He, was, he scored like 26 goals for them last year. So yeah, but 
that's the problem I, though. They're having the like all their players are having a sophomore slump. Powers, fucking the only guys playing are fucking Darlene and that Uka Pekalukin and kid, and he's having the same problem Olmark had. I bet you this kid goes to a team that has a good structure and defense, and he'll be perfectly fine. That goalie. And, they missed they missed Thompson for a little bit, but he's back. And even before his injury, he wasn't really producing. I mean, your leading point getter is uh, Middlestad, who's who should not be that. I mean, no, just he's like a, he's a good third. He's like a he's like a Freddie. He's a good the third liner. Is, they got they got too many young kids on the team, man. Yeah, not, like, you need yeah, to. I, I get it. They have they have Ocpozo, but like they got Eric Johnson for the back end to kind of help out there, but. Yeah, but that's like saying Chicago has Felino. Like Ocposo. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's there for the locker room. That's... But, I mean, Felino has been producing. What do you have? Fucking two goals the other night? Actually, both the Felinos scored the other night. Oh, shit. I, I forgot. It was like one. right around the same time, too. It was weird. No but yeah, just like, I mean, like, looking at it, like, I mean, you got. I, I had, real quick, real quick, I had Buffalo and. Ottawa in because uh, I had five teams in the Atlantic going to the playoffs. I had Buffalo and Ottawa in and Detroit and Florida out. And I am just wearing egg on my face with that right now. Well, <laughs> I I forget who I had in, but I had I I thought I had two Atlantic teams as the wild card spot where like right yeah, now so five and three, right? So it basically is. I mean, Tampa and Toronto have those wild card spots right now but i don't think i had detroit in there i think i had buffalo in there over Dude, i did not detroit. Like, how does justin hall go from toronto and being like the worst one of the worst defensemen i've ever seen to like playing top four minutes in detroit and playing well like i it, hockey just it's a game of inch and bounces man and if you have the right system nothing makes sense yeah the thing is oh, excuse me sorry i don't i'm not sure if this is sustainable for the Red Wings, because just looking at their goaltending, like it's not like it's yeah. nothing special. I get it. Like Alex Lyon has kind of came back and uh, he's been playing really well lately, but I still don't like, I don't think like that's enough. I think at some point you see like the real Alex Lyon and, and, and other guys, like, I mean, there's a goalie curse out like Toronto. I, how many goaltenders have they been through this year? Uh, they, uh, they've only been through two this year. Yeah, oh, last right. year they went Murray's through a couple. Hurt. Yeah, yeah Mur- Murray's hurt. Um, yeah, but like that's it's it's like it's kind of to the point you're saying in the team we're playing tonight, Buffalo. Like these three goalie systems don't fucking work. No. You know what I mean? Like it, it. First of all, you're taking away a player that you could have sitting on the ninth floor. I know that doesn't really mean anything, but like it's nice to have spares. And then on top of that, you have to every third game play a new goalie. Like we, also, we were talking about this when Allmark and Sully's first or Sully Swayman, fuck you, Sully. Um, <laughs> Swayman and Allmark's first year when they were bringing Ras back, it was kind of a shit show. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like no one kind of, you know, they'd play different in front of Swayman, they played different in front of Allmark. Then yeah, that, Ras that came. The like it, it was just like, it doesn't work. Tandems work. We've it's been proven. We but, don't know about the playoffs yet, but like, yeah, like looking at it, thing. this goalie rotation. As much as people might hate it, and it's not the old school mentality, 
it works because it helps goalies get in this mindset where it's like, okay, well, I'm a every other game kind of guy. Mm-hmm. So, okay, well, I'm going to like, well, what's his name's under the weather tonight? Um, Sway oh, Daddy. Well, actually, it would have been all Mark's game anyways. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, no, so like it works because it helps them get mentally prepared. They can, they know what they can do on their days off and the night before or the day of, like they kind of know that they're not th- that guy. They're not the star- starting goaltender. So they can do things a little bit different, get ready for the next game, focus in on that while cheering on the boys. Like I feel like it helps them even more get into a routine and feel better and more confident and more ready than they ever have for, for their, for a start. Uh, than anything else. I mean, you, you're like looking at it like the the Devils are really struggling. They're trying like this. I no goaltending. They thought Banachek could be the guy, but he's got a 3.6 goals against average, uh, save percentage is 877. And even the Schmidt guy, whoever the fuck that is, I mean, he's not much he's better. Supposed to be their sway. Supposed to be their sway. Yeah, yeah he's, like he's, he's like not. a young. I think he's like 22. He's young. Yeah, twenty three. Yeah, he's a big boy too. So that that's like it's he's it's same as the Carolina. Like watch that game last night. Fucking Edmonton, uh, got that Kachetkov kid. He played pretty pretty good those last four games. You know, had had a decent had decent numbers that they showed on, uh, yeah. TNT. Fucking Vic David and Hyman just fucking laid this guy out to dry. He was he was pulled three minutes into the game. It was fucking three nothing. It's like Jesus. you know what I mean, like, and we oh, saw wasn't that he pulled when uh, like he let up four. One of them let up like four goals on. Oh, yeah, Ranta. Ranta. Yeah, Ranta. Yeah, yeah. Like, That's who they brought in. The game ended up six nothing. And this is, <laughs> this is the problem with all these teams and why they're having trouble finding consistency. Consistency because they don't prioritize goaltending. You're you're starting to see the problem here, right? I mean. If if I go look at their goal differential right now, it's I mean it's, it's not gonna be pretty. No, God no. Certainly not gonna be looking like the fucking Bruins right now. But so I like a team like Carolina right now, they've they're even right now. 83 goals for 83 against. And that's a team um, who plays a stingy defensive game. You yeah, know what I mean? Like they're like, built on the back end to stop dude, puck. Their top six is probably it on paper, their top six should like top six defensively should be the best in the league. New Jersey, with all the scoring power and offensive power that they have, 85 goals for 88 against. I, I mean. And, and see, that's the thing, too. Like, like you look, you bring back to the Devils real quick. They lost Dougie Hamilton. I know a lot of Bruins fans hate Dougie Hamilton, but he's been playing good for them this season. And, like, you lose a guy like that, and, like, it could derail your whole season, especially with the goaltending you had. But they have, sorry, but um, there's a tweet that goes exactly to what we're talking to right now. And it's funny because I was a trade all mark guy in the summer. I, I thought maybe you could outscore teams. I was wrong. I, I can, I can, I'll put my hand up. I was wrong. I'm glad the Bruins made the decision that they did. It sucked seeing Taylor Hall go, but look, he's out now. I, I hope he gets uh, better soon and can get back with the Blackhawks. But uh, Max Mainville, tweeted yesterday yeah it was yesterday that carolina devils oilers and leafs all teams with cup aspirations and have a below 0.900 like 0.900 save percentage on the year below collectively 
between their goalies. The Bruins, Bruins fans want to trade one of the two goalie, two elite goalies we have. If you ha- if you have a plethora of the biggest asset, you keep it. That was his tweet, and it's like. Yeah. We have probably one of the best. I don't know because I can't. I don't want to fucking do the math and pull it up right now. But we're probably in top five best goaltending save percentage in the league easily collectively. It has to be, yeah, yeah. I mean, so we have to be up there, yeah. Even so, even with the slight dip that the Bruins took for a little bit, I long season. I mean, yeah, you even had game back to back games of letting up. What was it? Five or six, at least five? Oh or yeah, six. if we let up, we let up like eight to the Rangers. It was a seven. Seven, yeah. F- like, five. Might as well have been ten. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but no, it's. I'm glad that the Bruins are an organization that prides themselves on goaltending because you mm. like. I mean, I think once they realized that Tuca voiced to them that he's not a 70 game, 65 game kind of goaltender, and what he needs to be at the best and be an elite goaltender was to be between 45, 50, 55 games, like no more than that. Mm-hmm. And I get it. It's frustrating as a fan because, I mean, you're paying all this money for a goaltender. He should be he should be like Vasilevsky, but there's not many Vasilevskis out there if there are any at all. Uh, but, I mean, you've even seen it. Like he's taken some wear and tear because he's been he's played a shit ton of hockey over the over the last number of years. And look uh, good he, today. He looked today. Tuca? Oh, Tuca. I was talking about yeah. Vasilevsky. Yeah, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I was, I was fucking staring at my beer. <laughs> I dozed off for a second. Um, no, it's uh, like, and he had to have surgery over the. Oh, off-season. yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So it, you know, it, you see that fart that got ripped in that media scrum? That was fucking <laughs> hilarious. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like who the fuck? Did that? <laughs> I thought it was him at first, and then I I found like you, it comes out that it was a media person. I was like, who yeah. fucking ripped that? Yeah, it reminded me of <laughs> it reminded me of fucking Step Brothers when they're sitting there, the guy and he lets the fart out, and he's like, I I didn't think it was gonna be loud. I thought it was gonna be silent. Oh and yeah, yeah, yeah. Over, I was like, it was loud. We heard it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, but um, going back to like the Bruins and goaltending, yeah. like fans need to appreciate what they have because you also don't know. Well, I'm assuming they're going to have this with all the cap space that they have. It's um, not going to last forever, though. The goalie hug. Yeah, like you're probably, if you're lucky, I, having one more year of it. I think the move at this point is to trade Olmark on the deadline of his final year. I think you keep him next year too. It's going to suck. But like paying eleven million for goalies isn't that crazy anymore. No, God, no. You I know mean, what I mean? Making ten and a half. Yes, like then what, they once, have fifteen over there at Florida. Once, yeah, once Spencer Knight's back, they'll have fifteen combined. Yeah, and like, who else has a tandem? I don't know. I, it's tough because like, there's only a couple team with like good tandems. But yeah, it's like it. You're seeing it with Vasilevsky. He he had back surgery, but he's struggling this year. Like, there's a lot of hockey to play in a couple of years, man. Yeah, it's a lot yeah. of fucking hockey. But you're paying them nine million dollars a year. Yep. I mean, that's that's what you pay them for. But then the, you got to pay the price because there's going to be wear and tear. Um, 
Man, but, we'll, get, we'll get off. Fuck goalies. We'll get off goalies. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I love goalies. Uh, actually, you want to? Should we shoot over to Bobby's corner before we? Uh, I mean, we got some to talk about, some more to talk about with uh, as far as the Columbus game. A little bit more. Uh, I do want to talk a little bit more about the Toronto game and some. Yeah, I kind of derailed that a bit. <laughs> but let's shoot, let's shoot over to Bobby's corner. Get you folks fired up for the second half of this episode. Hell and, yeah, uh, baby. I, I haven't listened yet because Bobby, Baba, what the fuck, dude, sent me Bobby's corner and didn't allow me access, so I wasn't able to listen. Shame on you, Bobo. Be How better. drunk was he last night? <laughs> he sent us that snap. He was like, don't text me. Don't call me. I'm recording the corner. <laughs> he sent it. I think he sent it pretty early. Uh Yesterday, actually, like usually he sends at like three in the morning. Uh, <laughs> I love how he's a night owl. He sent it, yeah, he's such a night owl, dude. I love it. Uh, he sent it, yeah, seven thirty last night. So that was damn like six hours early for him. Seven must eight hours worn up after work. I guess yeah, the Bruins haven't played in a couple days, so he probably yeah. would be. Yeah, 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 he he could he had plenty of time to. uh I know work's been stressing him out. So yeah, oh yeah, crazy time of year for him. But yeah, ladies and gentlemen, you guys, I promise you guys will enjoy it. Take my word for it because Bobby's never let us down, ladies and gentlemen. Enjoy Bobby's corner <laughs> from the beaches of Winnipeg and under the palm trees of the West End. It's Bobby Bruschi. What is going on, folks? And welcome to another edition of Bobby's Corner. Proudly brought to you by Prime Town Productions and only Bruins. What is going on, folks? It's your boy. I'm on the beach. I've got a cold one. You got a hot one. We got the highs blasting from the stereo. We are L I V I and living. How? <laughs> Have you listened to this new highs record? It's 2023's best kept secret. Okay? It's the Danton Heinen of new albums this year. You just don't see the shit coming. You're praying for something else. You're praying for the bird. And then Heinen comes out. This Hines record comes out. Punches right in the fucking face, man. Check it out. Well, what did I tell you? What did I tell you? I said three-game losing streak, not a problem. You knew it. I knew it. Check it out. Now we're on a three-game winning streak. As the time recording this, of course. It's Jeremy Swayman, massive shout-out Thursday night. 11th in his career, only 100 starts. Do the math, do the numbers. We have something here with this kid. In case you had any fucking doubts, my guy. In case you had any doubts, we have something here. Very excited to watch the rest of his career. Saturday night, Boston, Toronto. One of the best rivalries in sports. Once again, another electric performance. Trent Frederick, unreal go-ahead goal. Austin Matthews, Poppy, just doing what he does best. Breaking hearts, frustrating me, make me want to pull up my goddamn hair. I mean, you just knew. You knew they were going to tie the game. Maybe it's a pessimistic in me. Pessimistic? I'm pessimistic. The pessimist in me. 
Just kind of saw that. You saw it forming. I saw it forming. We all saw it forming. They tie it. Four seconds left. Great overtime by the Bees, though. First time we've really seen them be pretty dominant in uh, that extra period. That uh, that Marshy goal was great, though. And knowing the context with his grandmother passing away, God, God rest her soul. You know, he scores, the tears coming down his face as Pasta comes getting up to him. I mean, the F word is not one, at least in corporate circles, you hear someone say that we're a family. Normally, you just run the other way straight for the door. This Bruins team, though, this core they have right now is really special. I mean, they're family. They, they've been through a lot together. I mean, they've won a lot together, and they've lost a lot together. And they have lost some big ones, too, together. So, you know, you always hear those cheesy things in sports. You know, you got to learn to lose before you can win. And I think this team's lost more than enough. <laughs> they, it's time for them to start winning, you know. What's that, Barb? What's going on? You'll see one, don't worry. They'll get there. Hey, at least once a year, there's a team... That wins the last game of the season. That's going to be one hell of a treat you get, eh? Sorry, Barb just came up behind me. Hey, do you want to say anything else? No? Okay. With Black Friday Madness and trying to catch up with life, I haven't actually... So Sunday night it hit me. I, I, I haven't actually like sat down and just been able to have a beer and watch a hockey game in like two weeks. And I can feel myself kind of going a little bit stir-crazy for that. So Monday morning, I decided to spoil myself. And I bought a ticket for the Carolina Hurricanes-Winnipeg Jets game that took place that night. Funny enough, it took two months, but I finally showed up to a Jets game. And, um, yeah. Electric game. I actually thought the game was great. I mean, the Jets were horrible in the first period. All Canes, but Brissois held up. Two minutes left from the first period. I think it was like the second shot. Connor roofs it top shelf, beating out Michael Bunting. Gotta love that. Mark Shifley missing a couple empty netters. Already looks like a Bruin. Gotta love that. The Aviator 1948 World Canadian Air Force jerseys. Say what you want about them. We all made fun of them. I made fun of them. Once, once I saw them in person, I tried one on. I kind of dug it. Now that I've seen it in person on the ice, I gotta say, I actually kind of love these jerseys. They're unique they're weird i know the moose wore them last season they're great i i love them i don't know if they weren't like taxed you know and i wasn't planning on a bunch of trips i'd probably pick one up but uh, i'm gonna hold off for now but great jersey nonetheless great to see orloff that orloff chattenfield matchup they have in the back end there their their third pairing the carolina hurricanes with rod the bods team Pretty good, I'm not going to lie. Probably the most entertaining aspect of the game was just watching Chatty and Orloff do their thing. I was hoping for an Orly goal, but didn't get it. Seeing Aho, seeing Svechnikov, you know. Sick. Just sick. Even seeing Stahl is pretty sick. I forgot how big he is. Great game, nonetheless. Antonio D'Angelo didn't play, so it was a win on all sides. I did have to see Logan Stanley play, though, which sucked. Not a Logan Stanley guy. I don't apologize for that. Upon leaving the game, though... Well, actually, let me, let me... Before we move on from the game, let me just explain what Jets fans are playing in front of. So, I'm going to give you one thing. And, like, I'll say, when when they want it to be loud, they can be loud. But you're, paying, you're playing the Carolina Hurricanes, who, by all aspects, their fan base takes claim to being the loudest building in the NHL. Maybe 
maybe show the Carolina Hurricanes that you could also be really loud. But nonetheless, I guess it was Monday night. It was, it was against a team you only see twice a year. Blah, 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 blah. But here's what the blah, 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 blah continues. The Jets are on the power play. They've got the puck possession in Carolina's end. And the people behind me are talking about what they're going to order for dinner after the game. The people in front of me are conversing with themselves and showing each other family photos. The guy beside me is on Twitter. Didn't follow me even though I told him to. Thanks, bud. And I'm just sitting there going, this is what the fucking team plays in front of? The Jets are way too good this year to play in front of fans that do not fucking care. Drives me up the wall, man. Come on, what are we doing here? What are we fucking doing here, man? Fuck! And not once I hear someone say, shoot. What the fuck is that about? That's like going to a show and not hearing someone go, FUCKING Slayer! Or going, Freebird! You know? You gotta hear those things. So upon walking home after the game, as the north wind comes hailing into my face, and I'm going, Jesus, I'm tired. Maybe I should have stayed home and watched the game. But I'm glad I went out. Anyways, got a little nostalgic. And I remember, came, just for some reason, started to remember the time the Bruins played the Kings in 2019 in the Eastern Conference Finals. And it was like a whirlwind. I just got like sucked right back to this spot. Because Game 4 of that series was a pretty wild night, per se. So, obviously, I might have mentioned this before. This was the first cup run I got to watch with my dad. He wasn't present in my life in 2011, and he wasn't present in my life in 2013. We reconciled that summer after the Hawks win. So this is the first time I got to watch the Bruins go on this run with him. But my dad... Very unconventional. He wouldn't go to like a regular pub to watch the game. He wouldn't watch the game home. No, he insisted we go to this Portuguese club called La Bumba. I'm not Portuguese. He's not Portuguese. Why we'd go here, I don't know. It's just those things you do in the hood, right? And so Louis, who's the guy behind the bar, my guy Louis, God rest his soul, he really got into the bees at this this point. So because he's watching us, right? And we're winning. That's all we're doing. We're just fucking trugging along. We're trucking along. I'm there like every second game. Louie gets in this thing where he's like, every time they score, you got to do a shot. And he did this to me in the Maple Leaf series. And I did a sh- it was tequila he poured me. And I said, well, Louie, I'm not really a tequila guy. And he goes, well, what do you drink? And I said, I'm a JMO guy. JMO and Heineken. Green team, right? Let's fucking go. So Louie, being the legend he is, the next time I'm there, it's like game three of the Columbus series. Louie has a bottle of JMO for me for every goal that they fucking score. So another thing about Louie and another thing about La Bamba, Louie liked one genre of music, 90s dance music, like club music. And there was a bunch of Somalians I used to hang out there. There was a lot of riffraff, because this bar is in the middle of the hood. So in the middle of a game, it would not be unconventional for a bunch of thieves, I guess you'd call them, that would come into the Bumba, walk into the back like hall conference thing they had, and they would just sell stolen food that they just stole from the uh, grocery store. It was wild. And there was actually a few times where I actually bought steak and took it home and cooked it electric. 
So fast forward to game four. The Bruins are up 3-0. I know they're going to win. I'm messaging the boys. I'm messaging everybody in my contact list. Calm down. We're about to clinch a spot in the Stanley Cup Finals. It's my dad's birthday on top of that. Let's get fucked up. So the ticker starts to go, right? 10, 9, 8, 7. The boys are starting to spill onto the ice. I look at the bar. Louis got a full Heineken on the bar with a shot of Jameson. And one of those double shot glasses, too. This guy was not fucking around. The 90s dance music's just fucking pumping from the PA system. You can kind of hear the play-by-play over it coming from the TV. I fucking hug my dad. I'm like, happy birthday, big guy. We're going to the fucking cup. I take that fucking shot of J-Mo. Clunk. Fucking take that fucking Heineken. Full send that shit. Chug that motherfucker. That's what I chase the J-Mo with. Finish it. Scream with the boys. I'm like, let's fucking go. Another shot. Round of shots. Let's fucking go. At this point, the boys that did come out are fucking terrified because it's like a Wednesday night. Only guy who's down to fucking go is my boy Johnny. Johnny's a Hawks guy, so he knows how fun these cup runs are. He knows how special these cup runs are. He grabs those fucking shots. He grabs the fucking Heineken. And we're fucking dancing with a bunch of Somalians and shit. I'm like, we're going to win the fucking Stanley Cup. Let's fucking go. So this lasts for about 20 minutes or something. My dad goes home. He's like, I'm fucking tired. Congratulations. Got work in the morning. All the other boys go home. Then it's just me and Johnny. And Johnny's like, I want to keep going. I was like, I want to fucking keep going, right? And then we go, uh, we pack shit up. You know, we shut down the bumba. And then we go to the daughter. We get to the daughter, which is like up the street. It's another Winnipeg staple. Shout out to Jay. I'm going to miss you when you're gone. Please don't go so soon. But it's almost like they got the memo, right? Because then we get to the fucking daughter. And Jay's behind the bar. And he sees the Bruins jersey. He pours shots of JMO. What do you want to drink? I was like, do you got Heineken? He gets the Heineken on the bar. Here's where the memo kicks in. He's also playing 90s fucking club dance music. So I'm sitting there at the daughter. I'm taking shots of Heineken. I'm just fucking dancing, right? Taking shots of JMO. I'm sorry. Double fisting the Heineken. Fucking spilling beer all over my Marshy jersey and my long hair. And I'm just fucking screaming, we're going to the cup. We're going to the fucking cup. Strangers coming by me. I'm like lifting up the B on my shirt like I'm AJ Greer. And I'm like, we're going to the fucking cup. The dumbest part. So that's at the front of the fucking daughter. You go behind. There's like a little hallway. Takes you to the venue part. There is a spoken word show going on. (laughs) So there's like someone reading poetry or some shit. You know, on the stage like, light is green. That's love. Light is yellow. I second guess myself. Light is red. I can't do this anymore. And then I'm just in the fucking, in the lobby, just screaming, let's go bees! Wow, fucking some club fucking 90s shit's playing. Electric. So we sit at the bar, we drink there for a little bit. The poetry crowd kind of forms out. And as they're walking out, there's a guy I haven't seen in years. I want to say this is 2019. The last time I saw him was like 2015. And he stops and he's like, Bobby? And I'm like, oh my God, this is not good. So he joins the fucking club. He gets around a round of shots. He's like, yo, all I can think about in this run was you. 
I was like, the Bruins are going for it. Bobby's for sure just fucking loving it. So we have a few few more rounds at the wood. And he's like, hey, I've got cocaine and beer at my rehearsal space. I don't know if I can mention that part. I don't do blow, but the people at the bar did. And they all were like, let's go. So then we lug ourselves back to like kind of a midpoint uh, where La Bamba is and where the daughter is. And we're just in some rehearsal space. There are a bunch of dudes doing Tony Montana off a Pantera CD. And I'm just sitting there crushing cold ones. And I'm just like still like hammered. You know when you're drunk and you just start to like whisper to yourself. And I'm just like, let's go peace. Let's go peace. I'm just keep shaking the jersey. So that kind of goes on. Once I kind of realize that the night's not really going anywhere for me. Because it's over. It's like 3 o'clock in the morning at this point. I took my last couple of beers. And I was like. Well, I'm going to go home. Go bees. So I walk onto Portage Avenue, which is kind of like uh, Winnipeg's version of Electric Avenue. And I'm just drinking in public. Just walking down Portage, cracking beers. I'm like, I'm going to drink these last three beers. And I'm going to order a fucking taxi. So the dumbest part is I walk through the hood while I drink these beers. But I got a marshy jersey on, so no one's really fucking with me. Right? And I drink the three beers. I end up at a 7-Eleven. So, at this point, it's like 4.30 in the morning. So, I haven't even made progress in making them. I've just been walking up and down the streets, drinking beers, listening to, like, fucking anthrax or something. I go into 7-Eleven. I got nachos and cheese. And then I'm just sitting outside of 7-Eleven at 4.30 in the morning with nachos and cheese and a Slurpee and a Marshy jersey on. Just being like, holy shit. It's going to be even more electric when we win the cup. Try to order a taxi. The first one rolls up, sees me, and just drives away. And keep in mind, you're in a hood. So, like, taxi, there's next to no taxi drivers in the hood. So, I was like, you know what I gotta do? I gotta walk back up to Portage Avenue. So, I walk three blocks north to get to Portage. Call another taxi. He rolls up. He looks at me, says, not a fucking chance. And he rolls on down. And I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. So, I'm at this moment. At this point, yeah, it's like four, it's like five o'clock in the morning. I'm like, fuck it. And I called my girlfriend at the time. And I was like, yo, B, uh, not on coke, but I'm really fucked up and I'm kind of stranded. Could you bring the dog and come pick me up? And she's like, yeah, I'll be there. Where are you? And I was like, meet me at Food Fair on Portage Avenue. She's like, why are you at Food I'm like, don't worry about it. That's where I'll be. So I sit at Food Fair on Portage, on Portage Avenue and I'm waiting for my girlfriend to come pick me up. And then I reach into my pocket and I have another beer. So I've been rolling around fucking town for two hours, crushing nachos, having a Slurpee. Unbeknownst to myself, I had a beer in my pocket the whole time. So I crushed one last beer and I watched the sun come up. And I thought, what a glorious moment. And then my girlfriend comes rolling through in the fucking parking lot in her Cadillac. No dog. So I don't let me say, hey, thank you. I just opened the door and I was like, where the fuck is Leia? And she's like, you told me you weren't on coke. I'm like, I'm not on coke. Where's the dog? I want to hang out the dog. This is a special moment. The Bruins are in a cup final. I want to celebrate their fucking dog. And then uh, I was like, sorry, sorry. Just drunk, excited. Wanted to see Leia. Very excited to see you. Leia was named her dog, by the way. So I get into the car. And I'm like, do you want McDonald's? I'll buy you McDonald's. And she's like, I just want to go back home and sleep. And then she goes to drive away. And I'm like, wait. I got to do one more thing. I get out of the car as she's, like, moving. I see the shopping cart in the middle of this parking lot. I don't know if you've ever picked up a shopping cart. They're awkward and heavy. 
I picked one up and threw it onto Portage Avenue at like five, like six o'clock in the morning or something. But threw it like full on hucked it and was like, let's fucking go bees. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, I'm terrified if the Bruins ever make it back to the cup final. What a great night. And uh, shout out to B for picking me up. Hope things are well. <laughs> Anyways, I'm going to shoot it back off to the boys. I hope you enjoyed that little run down uh, Nostalgia Drive there. I love you. Enjoy the games. Ugh. I'm working hard, okay? I'm working hard. You know why? Because I want to see you in person. I want to taste Heineken Silver, okay? That's the goal. I'm going to shoot it back off to Brett. I'm going to shoot it back off to Boosie. Remember, you've been great. I've been Bobby. It's Fuck Me Land Lucci. And it's Let's Go Bees, baby. And another phenomenal Bobby's Corner, dude. Yeah, what a of Winnipeg. <laughs> Ah, I love that guy. I can't oh, fuck. Speaking of, we need to get him on the pod to do a whole mm. FB us three again soon. It's been long overdue. Yeah. Bobby, let us know your schedule, bud. But let's get back into this Bruins talk. Of course, to fast forward to the end of that Toronto game, our captain, oh, captain, big dick Brad gets it done with the overtime winner. And that is why he gets paid a lot more money than that scumbag Ryan Reeves, you fucking oh. pussy. I fucking Dude. hate that guy. Hey, hey, penalty, the first shift of the game he had. <laughs> How ironic is that? And then he ha- he played five and a half minutes that night. Five yeah, and a half he, minutes. He was benched. He was benched the second half of uh, the game, basically. He Dude, do you see fucking the third? Do you see Keith screaming at Bertuzzi on the bench? No, I didn't see that. Oh my god, that was so good. He was just in his ear, just motherfucking <laughs> him. Oh, there's no way he resigns there. There's no fucking no, way. I don't think he was ever going to. I think he just wanted to up his stats. Yeah, like I get mean, some tucks. Makes Easy sense. Duck. Obviously, it's not really Would going. Would you be I, shocked if he comes back to the Bruins? Yeah, you would be unless you the I think the only way he comes back to the Bruins is if you don't plan on re-signing um, DeBrus. Yeah. Well, there's some trade speculation I want to talk about at the end of the podcast. It's getting that time of the year. All my trade people, uh, we're in, it's we're getting that time of the year, baby. Well, the uh, cap, the, the uh, salary cap's going up four and a half million for sure. Yeah. So teams know what they can do now, right? So. Yeah, like they have an idea looking forward to uh looking towards free agency, but especially with January first coming up, you can re-sign Sway and Art Debraska yeah, if you want to. Which whatever. I fully anticipate an extension before the season's done with Swayman. I don't um, he won't get eight, right? No. Six, you think? I think six and a half. Eight, eight times six and a half. I yeah, I think he'll get that extra half mil. Uh, to help with the AAV, but to get him, like, if he gets eight years. Mm-hmm. I, I if he gets eight, surprised. go eight times six, I think. I want to be, yeah. but I If be you're giving him six, 6.5. What? Sorry, say be, that again. I wouldn't be surprised if he does a bridge deal. You think again? 
This is the last year of his RFA. I know, but like, so you I, pay you pay more for these years, dude. Goalies could look at Matt Murray. Goalies can fall off. Yeah, I just get your I don't money. Know, man. I, I guess we'll have to see where the numbers are at. Granted, you have plenty of cap space. I was just asking you because you know who the Bruins are going to sign all the time. So, <laughs> <laughs> but you know who's not going to be a free agent is our captain. What a fucking weekend for our captain. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Also, like, mixed emotions kind of weekend. Obviously, he scored that game winner uh, Saturday in Toronto, and it looked like he was Dude. a little bit scary-eyed. Dude, that fucking, the fucking overtime goal where he threw Dude. his arms up. <laughs> was just like... Dude, I was just He I is him. You, say, you know when the girlies say he is him or whatever? Yeah. It's Marshy. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Who does that in I almost called it Maple Leafs Garden. That's dating myself, but um who the fuck does that? And I almost called it ACC. What is it now? The Scotia Bank place? Like you Scotia go into Bank. Toronto and just drag your nuts across fucking center ice real quick. Dude, he just owns so much fucking real estate. The way he looked at the bench, then looked back at the crowd. And then just went like you know the the players just swarmed him. And also shout out to Pasta for launching that pass at him. Like he almost it almost went over fucking Marshy's head. Yeah, I, I know. Did you I see know. that? He like caught yeah. it in midair. No, that was, that was a close a fucking piss call. Missile. That, that that was awesome to see. And it was like I think even going back to last week's episode, we were talking about how he's been snake been a bit trying to look. Yeah, we were talking about it, how he's trying a little bit too mm-hmm. much. Getting it almost a looked too like, too almost like he was missing Bergeron at times. Yeah, like he it that's exactly like it felt like he was just trying a little too much every shift and it was forcing turnovers and all that. Uh as far and and that kind of opened up obviously, I mean, obviously it opened up the floodgates for him. Uh scored a hat trick against the fraudulent Columbus Blue Jackets who you let walk all over you for some reason the week before you seeked your revenge the captain took it personal he dragged his fucking nuts all over you guys and now you got Marshy after that game he he's he's got 11 goals 12 assists for 23 points for second in points on the team uh he's well behind Pasternak who's having an MVP like year mm-hmm. and um that's just that, that's what you want to see from your captain. Uh, like Bergeron was kind of more of a and same same thing with Chara, right? Too like they weren't really like vocal guys, but they spoke when needed to speak. But they were more so lead by example kind of captains. And Marshy's a little bit more vocal, but and if you watch like the latest behind the B, you can see him be vocal on the bench, get the boys hyped. But he's a guy who will drag you into war. And he will have your back no matter what. And he'll fight for you. Like if you're his teammate, he's going to fight for you. He's going to do everything and anything possible to get the win, to make, to protect his teammates, everything, like everything you could have dreamed of, of a captain. And he's perfectly capable of that. But sometimes he just needs to take a step back, simplify his game and focus on what's important in the moment, not, necessarily try a stupid one extra move at the blue line in a the three fucking to one cut game. back the cut yeah. back like, like he loves those cutbacks and it's fine because it fucking works i get it but like 
at the, the just I think he's realizing he like you said he doesn't need to do as much as he was trying to do in the beginning. I think he's need to yeah. rely on his rely on his team a little more and and be a leader. You know, just play your game. Yeah, just like really just simplify and be a leader. And he he kind of went back to those roots. He didn't try too much in Toronto, and you saw what happened. He friggin he needs I to mean, go back to playing a hard nose game. He's kind of yeah. he's too much dipsy do, too much. Excuse me, fuck, crushing too many beers. Um, <laughs> too much dipsy do, too many t- second guessing himself. Go back to being a rat. Go back to fucking yelling at the refs. Like I don't want anybody on the team yelling at the refs, but Marshawn, especially with the C on his jersey now. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You see other guys on the team like McAvoy and stuff yelling, like getting dimed up for ten minute misconducts, like. It, it's just I know I guess Chucky's was a little different, but somebody got a ten minute this year for yelling at the ref. I don't remember who it was. Their two minute pen or uh, they got a bench minor, and a couple times this year for yelling at the for yelling at the refs from the bench. And it's like that shit's not gonna help you, man. Like not everyone has to be marshy. Just let marshy be marshy. Fuck, I don't. Yeah, I'm trying to think back of that. I don't really. You remember. know what? It was during our law, like that losing streak we had. There was a couple games where we got bench minors, and like you could tell Monty was just fuck. Marshy got one, I'm pretty sure. And fucking at the end of the game, uh, Monty was like saying that's not what we need. And I think, you know, you need losing streaks. There's probably going to be another one, guys. Like, let's be fucking serious. That's what you needed last year, to be honest. Like, yeah, it was great. We broke the records and we had a phenomenal season, but I mean, you want to start hitting losing streaks now, so you start playing playoff hockey in March. We did the opposite last year. We were playing playoff ho- hockey in September, or sorry, October, November, December, and it came to March, and we were kind of gassed. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Like you, it felt like last. And granted, you never, you never want to see your team take a take a night off. But I mean, no, yeah. that game against Columbus a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. night off, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so. They didn't really do that last year, which is Dude, fine. They, they had an NBA super team. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, when you really look at it, it was probably one of the close to the greatest teams constructed of all time. It was everything you've really it's, wanted. Sorry, post, post-salary cap era. Sorry. It's Not everything you really time. wanted as a Bruins fan, because especially in this era, right? Because you had Bergeron. You had Krejci come back for one more season. Krejci finally got his winger in Pasternak. Mm-hmm. Bergie and Marshy could just be them. You had McAvoy take that next step. You had your goaltenders take that next step. Even Lindholm in this home showed season. up. Yeah, like that's Allmark lost one game all season. Like, like <laughs> who, I mean, like if we put everyone to the lie detector, like no one anticipated that kind of season out of Allmark. Like, holy shit. No, dude, but Biz, Biz, suck it, Biz. Was, he had a, us missing the playoffs last year. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, he, he's a dildo. But no, <laughs> it, it was the perfect storm for the Bruins last year. It, it yeah. really was, you know, and it worked out great. But he, this year they're facing a little bit. Uh, we faced adversity early on in the season last year, but they're facing a different kind of adversity this yes. year, as far as especially with younger have, players. Yeah, they, they, you have some true young rookies. Oh my God! More eyes in the lineup tonight. I finally caught. Yeah, you have three rookies in the lineup tonight. I finally caught up on behind the B yesterday, Wednesday, mm. um, last night. 
And I saw the dad's trip. Oh, God. Beecher's dad. Beecher's, oh, my God, dude. Oh, dude. Waterfalls. Holy shit. Dude, I didn't realize he scored back-to-back games on that trip. Fuck, I didn't even realize that. He scored either. New York, and he scored the night before uh, against Detroit? Or no. It must what have been Montreal. Because they were in the building for Montreal, but it wasn't technically the dad's trip yet. I'm pretty sure. But anyways. Yeah, but some of the dads were in the building. Yeah, I do know he scored back-to-back games. Let me – you talk. I'll figure it out. No, but uh, that that made me emotional. Holy shit. Talk about Waterfall. And then, of course, after that video, I watched the Allmark interview. And fuck, man. I was was crying. I need a hug. Yeah. Whatever it was. Like, a lot of that, like, granted – like I didn't deal with the struggles he did as you know, I had a very good relationship with my dad, but man, it it's one of those videos that probably more than ever. I, I, I really, in that moment missed my dad and fuck man, that like that one hit home. You, you're facing a different kind of adversity this year because you have a coach in his second year with the Boston Bruins trying to like pick up where you left off last year, right? Like those are big shoes to fill off the regular season you had last year, but you got going into the season, two rookies in your line in the lineup playing every night, playing big roles too. Now you got three rookies in the lineup again tonight with Lindholm being or not Lindholm, uh Lorai uh, being called up. Thank God he so, cut his hair. Dude, fucking that mop was probably the ugliest thing. <laughs> I it made it I know you hate it. Like, Holy I shit. know you hate it. <laughs> But I no, sent no, it to you instantly when I saw it today. I was like, "Boozy's yeah, gonna see this." Like, thank, thank fucking god! But <laughs> no, it, it's a different kind of adversity this year. You got some, you got some rookies that you need to train. Uh, you show them the ropes. Um, they like you're relying on them, which is kind of scary, obviously. But you, you know what's crazy about this? Beecher's top ten, I think, in faceoff percentage this year in the league. That's fucking bananas. I know, eh? And like, dude, sorry, sorry, sorry. 18th, top 20. Still pretty fucking good for a rookie. He's at 56.2% face-off percentage. Jesus. that's He's the only Bruin on this list. Or sorry, Charlie Coyle's 40th with 52.4%. No, it was... was it was the dad's trip. It was Tampa and Florida. There you go. I was trying to pull it up. It was Tampa and Florida. Yeah, yeah, you're right. This team is something you should be excited about for years to come. And I hope that they face more adversity. I hope they get another losing streak and see how they respond. Mm-hmm. How they responded Sunday night against Columbus is exactly like, granted, I didn't see any of the game. It turns out it was a little bit of a doozy, but granted, you got a Hattie from your captain. And that's the there kind of some- response you want to see, especially from your captain, right? Because your team is... <laughs> Coming off travel, excuse me, back to back. It's obviously you're at home, but it's Sunday night. Like you don't play too many Sunday night games in the NHL. So yeah, Toronto to Columbus is a fucking forty five minute flight. Like, but like, well, it was home, but still, it's it's still was it home? Yes, it's it's an hour and a half. I took that flight. Yeah, like it's still it's not a bad flight by any means, but it kind of throws you out. Like I could have went one and one that night against Toronto when I landed. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. But yeah, man, it's and it's like to bring it back to Beecher real quick. This guy's shooting at a 19% shooting percentage with 10 minutes of ice time, like average throughout this year. That is great for your fourth line centerman. 
He has five points yeah. in 23 games, half of what fucking Nosek had in a quarter of the games. Like, you, you know, he, this kid's – that's why he's not getting sent back. You know what I mean? Like, and another thing too, him and Potty got a fucking place together. I don't know if you saw that. Dude, I, I saw something feature. Roomies, baby. Oh, they're probably getting after it. Oh my god, they're in probably Boston? so oh, many cheeks. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but well, uh, not Patra isn't of age yet to legally yeah. drink. Yeah. He's yeah. Legally Neither was I when I went to the cup. cheeks. Neither was I when I went to the cup parade, but fucking <laughs> Sean Thornton still tossed me a Bud Light from the fucking boat, so <laughs> you can get him somewhere. Um. Actually, yeah, I, I wasn't of age either. I didn't drink at it though. But um Oh yeah, you were twenty, right? Yeah, I was twenty that year. You didn't drink at it? No, I didn't drink till I was twenty one. <laughs> dude, I <laughs> dude, I was drinking when I was sixteen. Canada's so broken. <laughs> yeah, I mean well Bobby's probably listening like yeah, me too. <laughs> Like, well, yeah, I, I mean, he's in fucking. Well, no, he, I don't know. Did he grow up in Winnipeg or did he like. He grew up in Winnipeg, moved to Toronto, and then moved back to Winnipeg, from what I gather. I haven't actually talked to him about it, but like, because he was in Toronto for a bit, we know a couple of the same people. Okay. Yeah. Cause I remember him saying that he lived in Toronto for a little bit, but. Mm-hmm. Um, he should yeah. move back, honestly. Dude, you guys living close together with oh, dude, I, I would move in with Bobby actually. I would move I would, to Toronto to live with Bobby. <laughs> Especially with what I'm doing now. Like I can be a little remote here. Yeah. Um no, I would get such FOMO. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'd see what divorce his wife. Leave yeah. his kid. <laughs> Sorry, bud. I'll see you. Option. Yeah, I'll see you in 10 years, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Hit me Have up fun. when you're 18. Yeah. <laughs> Kidding. That was my life. But uh, <laughs> no, but um, I d- do you want to get off the games a little bit? Yeah, we, we talked enough about the games. All right. I'm going to hop into some time. news that I heard today. Well, real, the- real, real quick before the news, just things obviously it's noted, but uh, well, we kind of noted it in the pod earlier today, but or the in this episode tonight, but uh forward out for oh, at least 24 yeah, yeah. days at least 10 games and um and so that, that really know what it is but yeah and so you'll you'll get a little stint of uh lorai again hopefully it's a little bit better this time around defensively offensively he, he looked fine, but. apparently he was really good in providence plus three um with three just, or four points in four games he, he had i think two points two assists and it was a plus I, three, I'm pretty sure. Okay. That's yeah. what that as much as plus minus, I know it's a broken stat. Guys going down in the minors, you want them to c- come back up as plus players. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it, it, that's a stepping stone league, and you want to see that out of them. So it's good for good to see Low Rider back. Um he definitely needed another stint. He'll probably have another one when Forbert comes back, or if we make a trade. Going forward, the 24 days, that's what I wanted. Actually, I'm kind of glad you brought that back up because that's what I wanted to get into with this 24-day thing. Apparently, the Bruins are linked into trying to get Lindholm and Hannafin from Calgary. 
Dude, you got to give up so much for that. Debraska's gone. You right? Like, cause you you got to give yeah, up a ton. Debraska's gone. Lysel's gone, and your first is gone, and then probably or, another prospect. Probably Grizzlick is gone too. Oh yeah, if you're bringing in Hannafin. Grizzlick's probably. I would, going I would to say it. Grizzlick over Forbert. But see, that's the thing, though. Does Calgary want Forbert and his three million dollars on LTIR because they don't technically have to pay that money until he comes off LTIR? Yeah, the insurance of the NHL pays that money. But can you trade a guy on LTIR? That's what I. Where's Dom when you need him, right? Because that's yeah. something I don't know. Like it, and that's what I wanted to bring up. Are you willing to get rid of? Your 2025 first that you, that you, uh, no, I'm, you know what I mean? I, like, I don't, I'll take Hannafin. I don't want Lindholm. I don't, in, unless it's in free agency, I don't want to fucking pay a first to get Lindholm. Get, get them in free agency, man. You need, yes, like, you already don't have a first round pick this year or a second round pick. You, I, I forget what you have next year. I know you have at least your first. Our first this year. Washington. Oh, no. Toronto does this year now? No. Last year, Washington took our first. This year, Detroit has it for the Petruzzi trade. Oh, but no. Washington traded our first to Toronto. Toronto. That that was last year. Yeah, they they picked that kid from London, Ontario. That Cowan kid. Fucking sick, dude. Who gives a shit? (laughs) (laughs) Gonna be on Team Canada at the World Juniors, but whatever. Um... Um. Didn't need Orloff and halfway, but whatever. Anyways, um, uh, so yeah, I was just curious, like, what do you think about that? Because like people online are, are my DMs were flooded today with birthday, and do we go for Hannafin and Lindholm DMs? Like it was my whole yeah. fucking, it was my whole DMs today, and um, like, I was just no. curious what you like, because I don't, I'm not giving up a first. Go bargain shopping at this yep. point. You, you have you four centers that are fine. Past. Yeah. Right? No, you have four serviceable centers. Uh there's gonna be growing pains with some of them, but that that it is what it is. Uh I'm like, I'm fully convinced that you can get a guy like Jordan Eberly for yep. like a Nothing. third or fourth round pick. Yep. You uh, saw Zadorov want for what a third and a fifth? You know what I mean? Uh, like so it, what you're saying is Sully was off by a shit oh. ton. Yeah, no, I actually <laughs> I want to value him just a little bit. It's crazy because I'm upset we didn't trade Allmark, Lysel, and a first for Garland so that we could trade Garland and a first for Zadorov. I'm actually really <laughs> pissed about that. Fucking redonkulous. <laughs> no, Love it's, you, uh, you piece of shit. <laughs> I, I think I think the longer you wait, the closer you get to the trade deadline, I think obviously players get a little bit more expensive but say after the holidays man you you kind of start looking you i don't i think this at least for a- this year you need more of a top you need a top 6 winger than a middle six. right now middle 6 winger. middle 6 middle yeah middle yeah six. yeah middle 6 yeah um, like a debrusque but on the right side yeah you, like you need a right-handed shot and Everly's mm-hmm. that guy he's been struggling uh dude Seattle's been struggling, man. Like it's, I mean, change of scenery. You know, you're not going to re-sign him. 
Yeah, like he's he's you could get him for cheap. The other problem is though, is there's other there's gonna be teams yeah bidding on him too. So that's why the sooner the better. Obviously, maybe not right now, but after the holidays, man, it's something you really have to consider because the closer you wait till the trade deadline, more suitors and it, those are teams that you won't be able to compete with because what do you have to offer, right? And this is the catch twenty two. Do you spend now and try and make it work and get a third team to take another 50 so you're only paying 25 percent of the contract or do you allocate the cap space and roll the dice and hope you get them at the deadline you know what i mean because like right now right now if you got a team or if you even got seattle not right now but the next 24 days if you got a team to eat a million or seattle to eat a million and a half you could fit him under the cap right now. The problem is what happens when Forberg comes back. Yeah, I know. Then, then we are in cap hell. We're in cap hell this season. And you knew it going into the season. I mean, at this point, you're lucky you got Shattenkirk and JVR for a million because yeah. at least certainly JVR is playing above his pay grade. But Shattenkirk's getting there, man. He, like he's yeah. he's more than a one million dollar player, but he's a six D. You know what I uh, mean, like. Uh, Unfortunately, that piece of shit, Lucic, you can't do anything with that contract right now. Well, that's the thing. We have $4 million in in LTIR right now. It's I don't want to get into all this shit, but like it's so crazy that Corey Perry's contract was terminated and there was no criminal offense, and then Lucic has a criminal offense and his contract's not terminated. Yeah, it's how this works. I'm no lawyer. Um, you know what I mean? I have no idea why that would happen. But like I said on the last pod, um, I would like to see it happen with Lucic because I don't love paying him that fucking money. Either way. Yeah, I know. It, it, and it's a, the thing that... But also, if that's the price you have to pay to never see him in the NHL again, I'm for it. But yeah, it definitely sucks as a Bruins fan to having to having that against your books right now. That definitely yeah. sucks. And it's the even the weirdest part is that the NHLPA pays the money. We don't even pay the money to Lucic because he's on LTIR. Yeah, so we're just so we get off scotch well, free. You know oh, yeah. what I mean? Like it, it's weird. I don't know. I'm on both sides of the fence with it because, like, yes, I'd rather take the hit and just pay, or like, you know what I mean? Take it against the Bruins cap. It's our fault. We we signed him. It shit happens. What it is, what it is. But then on the other side of the cap, it's like a million dollars is fucking nice. Yeah, no, you know what it, I mean? at this point, it goes a long way for you, right? It's fucking, it's such a weird spot to be in. I know, I know, but it's luckily, it won't be a problem going into the offseason, baby. But uh, yeah, yeah, same morals thing over ethics, season. it's an NHL problem. Yeah, I know, and that's a problem that those scumbags have to figure out. Fuck you, Gary. Can't believe he ducked Fuck out of that fight we were supposed to fight. <laughs> Piece of shit. Um, but yeah, so, yeah. It, it's appealing, but I know those are, those are guys you can get in free agency. I'm, I'm not paying that price for fucking rentals this year. Uh, no. I think, I think you kind of just go bargain shopping, go thrift shopping, hope that you can land Everly or, or a guy similar to that. Uh, at, I, cause I think defensively you're fine where you are. Where I'd you're like at, a 70, but other than that, 70. I think you're fine. But like, See, would a you right be down if if Minnesota keeps? Tr- I know they've been playing decent recently, but uh, if Minnesota about this, 
If Minnesota keeps slumping, would you swap Forbert and Middleton? You gain like oh, a yes. million and a half in cap yeah. space. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. The same guy. I'd give them my left nut too. Yeah, and it's like, I think those are moves you're trying to make. That's what I'm getting at. Like, you're looking for... I thought you were going to ask about Patty Maroon. Oh, fuck no. To be honest, if you know what's crazy is if Corey Perry just, like, got drunk and motherfucked the team, would you sign him? Like, if it came out that he didn't do anything bad, it's just the cl- or the Chicago didn't want to deal with what maybe could have happened. Because, like, from what I take from the story, it sounds like he went out and got drunk and motherfucked the team, was like, fuck you, I'm better than you, I'm better than this, fuck, blah, blah, blah. Because he then came out and said, I need to work on my alcohol issues and getting angry, blah, blah, blah all that shit. Yeah. Would you take Corey Perry on a million dollars, $750,000 contract? Uh, absolutely. If, th- if that's what was it. You know what I mean? Like, like, For some reason, I kind of feel like it's... It's I think it's worse. Yeah. What, what, what we're being led on to believe. Like, I mean, I don't know. It's just man. weird. You There's know. no criminal offense, but he has alcohol issues. You know what I mean? Like, the first thing that comes to my head is he motherfucked. Yeah, what, what if, what if he, yeah, but what if he, like, got aggressive and physically aggressive? Yeah. You know I mean? you the craziest thing is the internet hasn't come out yet. You know what I mean? Like, and shame on everybody. I'm not going to say why, but shame on everybody saying like the rumor, what happened with Perry. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I get it. it. If it wasn't, it's like biz said on spin check. If it wasn't, or sorry, what, if it wasn't my sport, I'd probably chuckle about it, but like, yeah. fuck man, Bedard's been through enough. Like that was Bush league. No, I know. I mean, it's uh, like, with all the crazy stuff you see in like, like football in the NBA and not really the MLB, but like those yeah, are things. They, those are things you kind of expect in those leagues, right? To like bang someone's mom but or bang someone that you shouldn't be banging. Like that's kind of what you expect in the NHL. I, it's just you haven't really, obviously, you've never really heard of a story like that. I mean, say again. Whoops. Yeah, but and that's the thing. That's what I'm getting at. I guess is like, um, it's just it's 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 so bizarre to me that it. And I guess it isn't because like people want to hate Bedard, right? But the fact that that caught fire just from like a made up screenshot is so wild to me. You know. know what I mean? Like it like could could have potentially ruined two families. No shit, right? Like, like, you know what I mean? Like it's wild. And shout out to Bedard for fucking being a beauty and just like I can't believe that fucking media person in Winnipeg asked him that question. That dude, was what a so... piece of shit, dude. Huh? And did you so shout out to fucking Shovel Dayoff because a lot of people don't like him for some reason. I do. The GM of Winnipeg. He went on Chicago's bus after he found out that that happened, and he apologized yeah. to Bedard and the team. Good. I mean. He sh- he shouldn't have to apologize for that, but right on him for doing so because if if I'm an owner, if I work public relations with the Winnipeg Jets, that's who a guy has a bad bad attendance right now. Also, that's a guy that I'm not letting into the locker room to interview players. Like that's a privilege. Yeah. What you do for a job is a privilege, and if you're gonna ask an 18 year old kid about what obviously at that time he knew was fake mm. asking him about that it's just a stirred up 
Yeah. Shit. Yeah. That's yeah. something an 18 year old would ask an 18 year old just to fucking stir the pot. Right. Like TikTok don't, bullshit. Don't don't be that fucking kind of guy. I, I know the beaches of Winnipeg aren't looking so great right now, but they're in a playoff spot and they can't get anyone in the building. I, but I'm sure Bobby will talk about it on the corner because well, Bobby's went. talked about it on the corners before, yeah. though. And he went to a game on, the other night. Yeah. Next time he's on with us, um, we'll have to talk about it. It's just so bizarre to me. They've got one of the best goalies in the league. Like, I, I don't know. It's, it's just weird. But anyways, a, a shout out to Bedard for being a fucking beauty. I was wrong. This kid's going to win the Calder. I thought it'd be Fantilli, but holy he, he shit. He really turned it up. Yeah. He is he's the most to show, like, Dude, he has more five-on-five goals than Pasternak. He's starting to show the su- the superstar ability that he it was rumored to be and have, and um, yeah, he's getting more five-on-five goals. And I mean, I'm not, I'm not, dude. I don't. I thought he, he was going to be a power play merchant. Honestly, you think Bedard puts up sixty one year? Oh yeah, I think he might put up seventy, dude. The release. Like, I watch his goals, yeah. and I'm like, I've never seen someone shoot the puck like this in my life. Like, well, I thought Matthews... Games, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought Matthews had a fucking ripper on him. Dude, Bedard's, <laughs> Bedard's is like Matthews and McKinnon. Or McKinnon yeah, McKinnon put together. The Dude, Bedard's compared to Matthews, it's like... It's a pull drag they have. Yeah, it's a much shorter, quicker, violent version of Matthews, right? Like, Mm. Matthews is a little bit longer. Um, He's a bigger boy. Yeah, but Bedard's, I mean, yeah, he's an undersized guy, too. Like, Bedard's is a little bit, it's it's shorter. It's, it's. Mm It's in tight. It's like the way he does it is between the, and like, I'm sorry for anybody who hasn't played like, uh, a higher level of hockey, but inside the triangle, the way he drags it through players' sticks and rips it like right through their stick. I've never seen someone do that like that before. Like in my whole fucking life. It's it's insane. Like he and he's doing it in motion and he's not a slow fucking player either. Which is I, I don't know. I know this podcast got off the rails a bunch of different times, but I just wanted to give a shout out to Bedard for being a fucking beauty and you know, um, I think the Blackhawks organization should have handled it way differently, but that's a whole nother conversation. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm curious to see how that all that works out with Perry to wrap it back around. Yeah, I mean, if it turns out that it was just motherfucking people, then so be it. But because everyone's crossed a line you're, before, yeah. right? Like, no you're in Chicago drunk. It. And if you try to come at us saying you haven't, like, yeah, that you're some saint, yeah, that's it's so funny, dude. Me and my brother were talking about it because he was like, Yo, what the fuck happened to Perry? Like, why did his contract get terminated? And I was like, I told him what, like, my theory was and what I thought. And he literally was like, Oh, he's just like me. And I was like, Dude, that's the same thing. Like, that's that's how I looked at it. Like, that's what I thought. Like, do you know the amount of times I've got way too drunk and motherfucked people and woke up in the morning like, holy fuck, I can't believe I did that. You know what I mean? And it's like, you get a little, what it, what's the saying? Liquid courage is Liquid sober courage. thoughts. No, um, sober, sober, or no, drunken thoughts are a sober mind or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, and that, that's what I'm like. 
if you you know what there probably is people that listen to this podcast that haven't motherfucked people like that and i'm proud of you because it's trauma and why yeah. i've done that before but to come at us and be like i can't believe you've done that bro hey well well watch jersey shore and come back to me those yeah. people are doing fine now <laughs> <laughs> no but we'll, we'll i mean yeah that's a guy he'd, he'd be a great fit for the bruins but i mean be staple on that fourth line with fucking beecher and um lauco yeah but then you also have to worry about locker room and stuff like that so it, it's uh, it's it's a deep uh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm saying if it's like the it, i'm saying if, if the chicago blackhawks overreacted and they should have because they should have yeah. handled it differently, but they have a way higher tolerance of not be putting up with shit like that for obvious yeah. reasons. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I, I get what you're saying. So, but yeah, that that would be a great fit. But I think going into this deadline, um, after seeing I'm how to get carved. performed. I'm gonna <laughs> get carved for this. I'm just thinking about it. Sorry. No, no, I, I, I think people should understand and will understand where you're coming from where we are coming from with this because i mean we're we're not saying like if if it turns out it was really fucking bad i mean i'm imagining that's really fucking bad if it's that bad to terminate his contract right mm-hmm. um but, but there's I, no illegal like it's so weird it's so weird because when you think about people's contracts getting terminated, you think of that Volvanoff guy from yeah, LA but, when he beat the shit out of his wife. And yeah, then like that, that's that's when it becomes legal when it's like domestic stuff like that. Like you could you could have just crossed the line one too many times with the boys at, at dinner in the locker room, maybe like oh, okay. physical, I get what right. Like you, you could have got physical with like the guy. Culture, and, culture bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. because he's an old school kind of guy, there's a lot of young kids on that team. He's like, the worm for a reason, right? Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah. and they obviously learned why. The only problem is, I'm afraid we'd go to the finals and lose if we got him. Yeah, he's he <laughs> he's the Taylor Hall of fucking going to the finals and losing. No, uh, he 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 really is, and that's like unless you I don't, don't need that it. again. I Unless don't need Marian that. Again. It and uh, and he um, eventually wins one with like the other. Oh yeah, it team. goes from Tampa to us. Yeah, I get it. I get it. But no, uh, anything else that you want to talk about that we maybe missed on? Uh, shout out to the fellas going to is it Mass General for the Christmas? Yeah, um, delivering the Christmas gifts. Oh, I'm gonna cry <laughs> watching that was beautiful. You know what I mean? Like every time, every year, it always happens around my birthday. It's fucking beautiful to see. I'm glad they sent the young guys as well as the older guys, but they made the younger guys, you know, um, interact with the kids a little more. You saw like more of the vets standing back and letting um, the new brass of the Bruins um, show who they are and and get involved with the community. So it it was really beautiful to see that. And it's that time of the year, man. It's 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 uh yeah i don't know i just wanted to shout out the bruins for that they do it every year but it, it's such an amazing thing for those children no it's really cool what they do take time out of their busy schedule to do stuff like that for the kids it's very heartwarming and um i i love it i love seeing videos like that that, sh- that mm-hmm. show will never get old for me johnny beecher and the fucking the jack frost uh blow up <laughs> that was beautiful. still rocking the buzzy a little i was like this guy yeah. no i it, love it hey it's working for him man 
I know it is. He has one more year on this contract, right? The Bruins are. I. He Future? just. He's. Yeah, he, no. Just, oh yeah, 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 yeah. He's just such a Bruin. You know what I mean? Like you know, I don't know. Is, it's though, you're so gonna. Weird. You're gonna have. You're gonna have RFA rights, and he's not really gonna produce like how you want him to. Or so you might well, be able to get him cheap, cheap, cheap. I, I think like I mean this is getting way ahead of ourselves, but I, th- yeah, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if his next contract was like two two point five for like three or four years, mm-hmm. a Corrali contract. Yeah, like a little bit of a bridge deal, but still kind of getting paid, especially um, with the cap going up, dude. It would be ninety million by the time he needs his contract. Oh yeah, I know that's so crazy. Uh, it's crazy to think in like four years it's gonna be a hundred million dollar cap. I mean, they. I feel like they should have already been at that, but there's also been COVID. You know, well, COVID lockouts, all Valley that. Sports, fucking yeah. Bio Steel, all yeah, this bullshit that they put on the fucking, <laughs> the fucking NHL just can't get out of their own way. Yeah. Honestly, as much as people hate TNT, I know we play on TNT next Wednesday. I think it's been great for the NHL. Fuck, do we really? Yeah, we do. Fuck. Uh, next Wednesday. I should just give you my login for my shit. I'll find Let's a free see. way to. I, I just I hate watching it like on streams like that because it's even further behind than football yeah. is. Yeah, we well, don't need the FBI knocking down your door. Yeah, no shit, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just trying yeah. to jerk off, and I got the FBI knocking down my door. Fuck, yeah. staring in the windows, peeking in the blinds. <laughs> Hey, let, let him finish. <laughs> let him finish first. <laughs> right um, when you finish, the fucking tank blows the door in. <laughs> it just, yeah. Oh god. Then now I got this gross image in my head. <laughs> I've been. But, I, I fall asleep to that image every night. But <laughs> anyways, I think we should wrap this up. <laughs> so yeah, we're uh, getting closer to game time. It is time to wrap it up. Before we wrap it up, birthday boy, what's your prediction for tonight? Oh, fuck me. Who are we playing? Oh, Buffalo? Um, Bruins by two? Or wait, betting prediction or just what? uh, I think the Bruins. uh, I think Buffalo wakes up a little bit and Allmark not having sway is going to like fuck with his head a little bit. And I think it's a 4 2 win, Boston. I know. Like, what do you do if you get the dub, huh? I mean, mm-hmm. you got to walk these guys because they're. But that's what I was going to say for Boosie's bets. I'm going by two and Bruins in regulation because that's Ooh. I already have that in. I'll I'll text you after this. Get that in. But um, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I see a nice three to one Bruins dub. I think all Mark will kind of stand on his head and just mm-hmm. fucking. So I mean, buy two. Buy two is the trend right two, now. Maybe. I'll, I'll put that out, but I, I think both of us should have the Bruins. I mean, so the odds aren't that I think they're minus like 110, which they or like 120, minus 120, whatever, uh, to win by two to bet the uh, spread. I can tell you in a second, but I mean, not that it matters because you guys are already, uh, this game is already coming on as you guys are listening, but the Bruins right now at minus one and a half, minus 110. So, yeah, minus 110. So, a little bit of money there to make, but I mean, you could change it too and have the Bruins to win by three. Oh, oh yeah. What are those odds? If or, uh, I'm, I'm going to bet exact score three, one, and four, two. Dude, I did that last week. I, I almost turned like 10 bucks into like $700. You got it. Dude, you got to go do two. 
You got to do two. You got to hedge your bet. That's how I look at it with with correct score. That's the only way I've ever hit it. Because like I think one thing, and then I'm like, ah, but it could be this. And then I bet both, and I hit one of them. You yeah. know what I mean? No, I, I, I know what you mean. I'm trying to... I don't I know how to my bet too. I don't Fucking know how to hate. fix the spread on the uh on I don't know. what? Oh alt on oh alternate puck line. Oh yeah, so yeah, get, yeah. If you get the Bruins at I'm looking real quick, boom boom boom. If you get the Bruins at plus no, never mind, that's wrong. Oh, plus two and a half. You gotta scroll down at Bruins winning at yeah, buy at least three goals plus one fifty four. I don't really like those odds. That's not not making a lot of money. Yeah. But they'll wrap it up for episode sixty one. Yes, I knew this time because I actually just Rick Nash, Rick Nash episode. The good old Rick Nash Bruins fucking legend, legend, oh, London retired. night, London night, legit legend. He's in the Hall of Fame here. <laughs> not even joking. He just really wants to bring that up. Yeah, um, I haven't said London in a while. <laughs> <laughs> but no, next week we get the Steiner episode, huh? Oh yeah. But no, um but again, this, was a, this was a great I wonder if he's health bomb tonight. I don't even know the lineup yeah. tonight. But another great episode, buddy. Appreciate yep. you uh taking time out of your busy birthday schedule for your oh, good yeah. old pal over here down in Boston. Getting drunk and oh, Doing other stuff and then watching the Bruins game. <laughs> it's not that crazy. <laughs> Doing other stuff, I like it. <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, the fellas yeah. know what I mean. <laughs> um, no, clean the, up, the lineup, clean up. The lineup hasn't come out yet, but no. Uh, it's Wait, just who, who else is on the fourth. Oh, geeky. I I like as much as I love Steiner and how he's I been playing. I think it's time to health bomb Lauku though. Ooh. Give Steen tonight. Give throw Geeky in center, put Beecher on the wing, and throw Steen on the right. Yeah, like this isn't a physical kind of game tonight. Mm-hmm. Just a plus thought. you don't need Beecher in the dot tonight. You can no. like Geeky's still good. He's still a serviceable <laughs> center, man. Yeah, no, he's fine. Like but he's a fourth liner. Yeah. I, we we thought he was coming in as a third, but yeah, love he, him. He, I, he fooled himself too with that one. Yeah, bro. and I love him. And especially with the cop going up next year, I have no problem with him playing in the fourth line with Beecher and whoever. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. Anyways. But this was another great episode. Shout out Bobby for allowing me access to listen or to download Bobby's corner. You're a real one, dude. Birthday boy. Thank you for taking time again out of your busy schedule. And you're all all the festivities going on. At the outskirts of London, right? But yeah, um, yeah. No, this this was fun. We'll have, we should have. What are we gonna actually before we sign off? What are we gonna have to talk? We got Buffalo, we have Arizona, and then we'll have New Ooh, New Jersey to talk about. I'm excited for that game. Talk, yeah, that'll be a good one. That'll be a good test for the Bruins. Even though the Devils are struggling right now, it'll be a good test because they are high powered offense right now. So, no defense. That's an over. You bet the over on that game. Oh, absolutely. Who's in that? You're probably going to set it at like seven and a half, though. Yeah, but but that's a game the Bruins could win six, too. 
You know what I mean? Like, the yeah. Devils still get their goals, but Bruins light it up. Yeah. So we'll see. The, the Hughes brothers are going off this year, so we'll have to wait Jack and see. Hughes, most points per, per game. Fucking wild, man. If he can stay healthy for the Dude, whole season. Dude, he's so funny, too. Do you see? Real quick. Real, 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 real quick. Did you see them ask me, like, Quinn Hughes is like an older brother to you? And then he was like, Quinn Hughes is my older brother. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. He's such a beauty. I Sipping know, on I the Gato. Love it, but no, yeah. that, that'll be fun. It'll be fun to see the Hughes brothers play together because Luke Hughes is going to be a solid defense years to come. Yeah, and he's a big boy too. Mm. But, ladies and gentlemen, that'll wrap it up for episode 61, 6010, as uh, my best bud Nestor would say. We love you guys. We appreciate you hanging on for this episode. Till next time. Peace. Oh, it was only-